This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this June 26th edition of Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I think it's safe to say that most Americans are happy with the thought of getting some downtime over the coming holiday, July 4th. But I also know that listeners to this program are not like everyday Americans because our listeners are highly motivated, that's right, motivated to learn as much as possible about investing and protecting and growing your money, your assets. We all know that. So I congratulate you for coming to the right place. That's what we're here, here all about, trying to teach you how to do that. Justin and I are dedicated to helping you protect and grow that money of yours. It's hard to earn, but at some point, you want the money to earn for you instead of you earning it, okay? So we try to prove that every day by sponsoring this program on Talk and distribute it via radio, online, and, of course, available as archived podcasts. So we're trying to provide information that is helpful to you. Okay. We recently came across a story that might at first seem inconsequential, but it does offer insight on how folks can prepare for life transitions and find hidden value in the process. I'll explain in just a few minutes. But first, let's get it to the recorded call questions. One thing that you really like. One of our listeners took time to leave this question on our anytime listener line number, 888. 99 chart. Hi, Stephen Justin, longtime listener here. Love the show. I'd love to get your guys' advice on a stock I've been watching, and I still think it has room to grow. L U L U, Lululemon. They're still considered a buy, I've read on many charts and so forth. They seem to have a monopoly on their brand or on their type of clothing and stuff for yoga, and everything looks good. Uh, what are your thoughts on the stock? Do you guys also feel it has room to grow still and make some more money for us? Thanks. Look forward to hearing your comments. Have a good day. To be honest, I do not. Lululemon Athletica. Why do I say that? I have nothing against the company. Their products are great. They're doing very well. I have something against their price. Operates and franchises 406 athletic apparel stores in U.S., Canada, Australia, U.K., New Zealand. They're going to make $3.72 next year. They made $3.24 a share this year, $2.59 a share last year, $2.14. They've been growing very steadily, very steadily for quite some time. And just in recent quarter, their growth increased 25%. Before that, the growth was up 18%, and 14%, the sales growth. So what I'm seeing is a very strong company with very good numbers and very high stock price. There's where the problem is, not the company. I mean, we're going to make $3.72 next year, and it's $126.79 stock. Well, what is that? That's about a 40 P.E., Okay, well, what's the range of the P? 19 to 46. I think it's at the top of its range. People already know about it. They've already bid it up. They had a very good blowout quarter. Well, that went from $1.09 to $1.23 in, in a day. Okay, and now that was about two or three weeks ago. Now it's at $1.126. 
So it went from 109 to 123 in a day because the earnings were really good. And now it's 126. So can it? the question is, is can it keep up this pace? Because the first time it's not able to keep up this pace, the stock will tank. And remember what it is, the clothier. You don't think competition's going to come in? Of course it's going to come in. I can't tell you where from and how fast. But because of its product line, which is very attractive to, you know, it's been selling very well, it will attract competitors. And Lululemon is kind of the darling of the moment. Okay. The company's great, but I wouldn't buy it. I would not buy it here. Too expensive. You know, your chances of it going down are pretty high. So I'd be very, very careful here. Now, at the top of the show, I tease you about a promise of finding hidden value in life transitions. Now, our friends at MarketWise.com have published a story that speaks to the circumstances of aging baby boomers, me. Uh, you see, as their kids have moved out, which I didn't have any kids, but as they do, you have this big house that you no longer need or want, or you know maybe you will like it, you want it, but you don't really need it. And many baby boomers have accumulated lots of possessions over the years. I'm one of those. I I plead guilty to that. So now you got to downsize, do some serious downsizing, and of course that's a process. So what do you do with all the stuff? That's the key. What do you do with it? Could be vintage furniture, antiques, collectibles. What is it? What is the stuff that you collected? And do you know what it's worth? It depends on what you what you what you collected, right? Over that time. What did you collect? You know, I have a bunch of antiques here in the house, uh, and I got a bunch of modern furniture, probably the modern furniture, well, semi-modern or whatever you call it. Is probably not worth much, but I know those antiques are. I have no idea what they're worth. And my wife has been collecting different knickknacks over the years. Maybe it's worth some money. There's worth some hidden values. That's what we're talking about. So, maybe you should conduct an inventory and do some research on what the value of the things that you have. The internet is great for that kind of thing. Consider selling the house furnished. If you want to downsize the whole house, you can take out your personal items and sell it furnished. There are people who do that all the time, and then, you know, they rent the house out. You could do that. Maybe you should auction and find a reputable auction house and auction off some of their stuff. Matter of fact, there's different auctions for different kinds of collectibles all across the, the country. You might be able to realize some pretty good, pretty good cash depending on what you collected, right? Depends. And if you need help with investing all that cash you're going to make, let's assume you're going to make get a couple hundred thousand bucks from that stuff. You don't know until you check it out, by the way. You really don't know. And if that's the case, and you've realized a lot of money, then consider investing it for to, to get a stream of income in your retirement, to produce that stream of income. So think about KPP Financial to help you with that. We'll, we'll do it. Now, I will be in San Jose on July 18th. If you want to meet with me, we can talk about this kind of stuff or anything financial. Space is limited, so register at investtalk.com. The program is always made more interesting with your, call, your questions, your calls. So I encourage you to call me right now, 888-99-CHART. Okay. 
Okay, I'm sorry. On the program today, um, you know, our featured talking point is going to be the European Union tariffs on select goods have begun. Tariffs. We talked about it before, but we're going to get into a little bit more detail. And what do you think is actually going to happen to the economy because of this? Will it affect the U.S. economy? What will it do? We'll look into that. I also want to talk about, is it a good time to buy? Because we had that big down day yesterday. Should we buy the Dow, the S&P, what, the Nasdaq? Is it a good time? Let's talk about that. I want to talk about U.S. oil production. You know you know how much we're producing? Are we going to be oil independent? Are we ever going to be that? Do you know? So we're going to discuss that. And finally, Social Security benefits... Will they run out and win? You know, off and on, off and on, you have all these conversations because of people like me, baby boomers, you know, there's a big, huge amount of us entering our Social Security or already in Social Security age, collecting those payments that we paid all those years, the payments promised to us by the government. And But are, are the government going to have the money to pay us? So those are the things we're going to talk about unless you want to drive the conversation in a different direction, which you're welcome to do. Okay, I want you to do it. The market was up today after that pretty good size down day yesterday. The market was up 30, on, 30 points on the Dow. Now, it was up well over 100 points at one time. And it was up 30 points on the NASDAQ. And it was up 6 points on the S&P 500. So it didn't have a follow-through day from a big down day yesterday which is actually kind of bullish. It's not bearish. Remember, you had eight days or so in a row of the Dow being down. Then it was up a day or two. Then the big down day yesterday, and now up today. So you've had kind of a mini correction in the Dow, but not necessarily in the NASDAQ, which is kind of unusual, kind of odd. Anyways, I'm Steve Peaslin, and I hope you are taking a proactive approach to managing your portfolio. We educate and inform here on InvestTalk Radio and its online podcasts. And on our website, investtalk.com, it's open all night, 365 days a year. But for now, our listener lines are open and ready for your financial investing questions. Call me, 888-99-CHART. The July 4th holiday is almost here. You've got investment and finance questions, and Steve's at his investment microphone ready to provide answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you are taking a good approach to what's happening out there. We have a caller, I believe. Hi, Brandon. I uh, wanted to call and ask you what you thought about Wells Fargo. Um, I know they're doing some new things, and... They look to be a good. I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Okay, Wells Fargo Company, of course, is huge, right? Two hundred sixty billion dollars. So there's, so it's a it's a blue chip brand, and it should be considered like a core holding if you want to buy it. Uh, diversified financial service holding company with eight thousand six hundred offices throughout the United States and worldwide. So it's huge, right? Um, they're going to make $4.45 a share this year. That's up 7% from last year, and then another 15% next year to $5.12. And in a rising interest rate environment, Brandon, actually helps banks. doesn't hurt banks. It helps them. As long as interest rates don't spike, and they're not spiking, if it goes up slow, banks 
thrive on that. They do very, very well. So, and that includes small, mid, and large banks. Sales growth is not that big because when you're $260 billion, it's hard to grow sales. Sales growth are in the four, low single digits, 4 or 5% uh, sales growth per quarter. But the stock price is not, you know, not ridiculously priced. It's probably around fair value. It's probably about $55, and here it is at 53 so don't, it got as high as 65 at the beginning of the year, but I think it's going to have a hard time doing that. But it does pay a 2.9% dividend, and it has great cash flow, decent return on equity at 11%. It's a good, solid blue chip, Brandon, but don't expect it to go up that much. Just don't. It, it has never been above $62 or $63 a share or so on a close. And so it might go up there and then back down, then back up. I think it's going to chatter for a while. But it is a good, solid company with a nice dividend, 2.9%. Okay? I appreciate All the right. call. Thank you very Thank much. You, I appreciate it. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Now, you know we've been talking off and on about tariffs, and you know the government has been talking off and on threatening tariffs for several months now. And we have a place tariffs uh, on the EU on steel and aluminum. I think it's 25% on steel, 10% on aluminum. Uh, and, of course, we've also put that same tariff on everybody in the world and more tariffs on China, China particularly Chinese goods. So, you know, so there's been a lot of talk about a trade war. European Union is going to put trade... Uh, uh, tariffs on uh, products of ours, peanut butter and Harley Davidsons and, and different kinds of things. So the question is, is will that disrupt the world economy and our economy? We don't know. We don't know yet. Summer's here. Now might be a good time to take a look at the varied investment programs we offer at KPP Financials. They're sure one that will match your risk tolerance, will match what you like to do. by KPP Financial, where their number one mission is helping you grow and protect your money. Here's a way to work toward a better measure of protection. Get some valuable portfolio review advice free. Steve Peasley will be meeting with InvestTalk listeners in personalized portfolio review meetings on July 18th in San Jose. Now space is limited, so submit your appointment request now. Start on the Invest Talk menu link at investtalk.com. Okay, back to your questions. Steve is here and waiting for your call, 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's go to Jerry in Palo Alto. I want to talk about shorting the market. How are you doing, Jerry? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Good. So I don't know the lingo here. I'm going to describe it. You'll know what I'm talking about by describing it, and we can go from there. Okay. I want to... Sure, no problem. Let's say I got... I have some play money, and I want to short the market 18 months from now. Okay. But I want, I want to lose no more if I lose. I want to lose no more than my initial investment. Is okay. there a word for that? 
Yeah, you can do a leap. You ever heard of the word leap? L E A P? Leap? Not in the stock market. You're going to have to do an option. You're going to do an option leap. Okay. There are options. And you're going to do, okay. do you, 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 what you want to say, you want to think, you're thinking the market's going to go down. And you want to right. do it at 18 months from now. You want to buy something with that prediction 18 months down the road, right? Okay. So right. you're going to short the market with an option leap. Okay, and okay. this is kind of tricky, Jerry. Uh, it's a tricky thing to do. What you're going to do is you're going to buy a, a position uh, of the indexes, right? I mean, I'm assuming you want the whole market, right. so you got to pick. You got to pick the Nasdaq, the S and P, the Russell 2000. What index you're going to pick, and then look for the uh -huh. the option leap leap options that they have, and then you would buy the right. Anyways, you would do it to explain it in detail over the radio. I'm going to lose everybody, <laughs> maybe you, <laughs> but uh, uh, but that's what you're looking at, Jerry. That's what you're looking for to buy a option okay. leap two years or three years or eighteen months or five years down the road. Okay. Great. And do I? Okay, do that's I, how do it's I, called. Do I estimate the price or do I just say it's going to go down? Well, they're going to they're. There, you have to, yeah, you're going to have to, like, give a, a, a number where you think okay. it's going to go. Now, what you can do is you can buy more than one leap, right, with different right, numbers. Right, right, that, right. So you say, okay, I think the market, I think the market, the NASDAQ is going to trade at 2,018 months. Is there a leap that does that? That's how you do it. Okay. Okay, and right. then, you'll make the, then you'll make the difference between now and then. You'll make that much money, that profit. And then it's a question of how gotcha. much is that option going to cost for that. Okay? Great. Thanks for the call, Jerry. All right. Good luck with it. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Now let's get to another caller who took the time to leave a question on our Anytime Listener line. 888-99-CHART is the number. Hey, this is Charlie from Pensacola. I was calling about Under Armour, ticker symbol UA. They kind of finally look like they're picking up some momentum, and I just kind of want to know what you guys think. Thank you. Under Armour Inc. Well, it was picking up a lot of momentum up until about two weeks ago. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. About eleven trading days ago, so two weeks or so. Then it started to roll over on you. Not anything dramatic, but it did. Uh, Under Armour Inc. Markets uh, performance apparel, footwear, accessories made from moisture-wicking synthetic fabrics. I have a few of those. Their workout shirts. They make uh, they made 19 cents a share in 2018 2017. This year they're going to make 20 cents. Next year 36 cents a share. Their sales growth they're they're a nine billion dollar company. They're no longer small. Uh, their sales growth is about five percent. Okay, five percent. But they're very similar to Lululemon. Okay, very similar. But one difference. Is they're way overpriced. They're worse than Lululemon on the value. They're going to make 36 cents next year, and it's a 21 dollar stock. Okay, so what is that? Well, if you think about it, that is what uh, 36 cents into 21. You're looking at you know, four, eight, twenty, forty. So what, 50? 55, 60 PE. Now the range is low as 26 to 119 in the last few years. 
So looking at the forward PE, I think all the, the price increase is built into the stock. All the earnings increase and the sales increase is built into the price of the stock. It would have to accelerate its sales and earnings fat much faster to justify that size of a price earnings ratio, especially for a clothing company. Clothing companies don't get that kind of forward-looking PE. They just don't. What's coming up on Investor for tomorrow? Stocks end the year higher when the market has risen going into the summer. The S&P is currently far from far from the 10% correction decline, right? Remember it happened in February? It retested the lows. So are we going to have a rally into the end of the year? I'm here to answer any of your financial questions. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is all about above average investing for the average investor. How do you prepare your retirement plan for a volatile market? Talk about it now. 888-99-CHART. Our podcast continues next. The process of investing is more than just picking stocks. Investing begins with savings, of course, and along the way, there are issues about taxes and then estate planning and on and on. KPP Financial clients have a ready resource of information about any and all of these personal financial matters. All they need to do is ask. Managing your money gets more complex every day, and there are more options than the average person could possibly comprehend. And when we're confronted with too many choices, research shows that people put off decisions, important decisions. Most times, that's not productive. KPP Financial's philosophy is the more their clients know, the more successful they'll be, and the more predictable their future will be. KPP Financial, serving the average investor, helping them find solutions. Now let's continue with the podcast. It's a Tuesday Invest Talk. Steve and Justin, thank you for listening. Please remember that Invest Talk is your constant resource for learning about the complex variables affecting your ability to attain financial success. Invest Talk on radio, internet stream, podcast, and the web at investtalk.com. Steve's here, so call now with your questions, 888-99-CHART. Dr. Nolan Napa, how you doing, Noel? I'm doing good, Steve. Good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, um, I'm looking at uh, Deutsche Bank today, I'm just curious. Uh, it, it's fallen like a stone because it's mismanaged, and they're hopefully it's, it's yep. the largest bank in Germany, and eventually they'll get some good management eventually, I guess, uh, and um, yeah. and and I think they're acquiring or merging with a, another bank in Germany. Um, I I know you're not a, a bank investor particularly, but if if you were going to uh, go into that one, what would be the entry point you'd uh, think about? Okay, well, it's becoming a pretty good value play. It has, as you pointed out, uh, no. Bad, bad management. They've been fined all over the place. There's sales are are finally turning around a little bit in the most recent quarter, but they've been suffering for quite some time with bad, bad management, bad decisions. And then, on top of that, now you have shareholder lawsuits against them. 
and the stock just down, down, down. It's very frustrating. I mean, a few years ago, it was at $50 plus a share. Today, it's 11 $11, you know, $10.78. Now, it's going to make $0.91 cents a share this year after losing $0.64 cents last year. For three years in a row, it lost money. But this year, they're going to turn it around. And they say next year, they're actually going to make $1.27. And on a $10.78 stock, that means the P.E. is around 8 or so. That's a pretty darn low P.E. But they don't pay right. a very good dividend. You know, I, I'm just going to say, uh, no, there's not a lot of reasons to own it. But you're right. It will stop falling at some point. We're talking about a $22 billion bank market cap. And that's way down from what it used to be. So it's mm -hmm. got value and you know there's a lot of value they have 2427 branches in 62 countries in europe mm -hmm. so so yeah where i think you just have to wait for it to maybe break above its 20 day maybe wait for it to break up above its 50 day moving average i think you have to mm -hmm. wait and all this it has to show you some strength right you know, mm -hmm. before, I see. before okay. you enter it that's good that sounds uh, like solid advice Okay, thanks, though. Good luck. Deutsche Bank, everything. Symbol DB. DB. It's just got so many problems. And yeah, they will work them out. Get rid of the CEO, do put a new board on. You know, they got to make some major changes. And then the, the stock should turn around. I just don't know where that's going to come from. I, I it, at Right now, if it does, makes the earnings it says it's going to, it, it's a very good value at this point. But you know, you still want to see some evidence of, of, of strength coming into the stock, and we still haven't seen that yet. Just haven't. Okay. Now, is it a good time to buy right now? The Dow Jones Industrial is right at its 200-day moving average. Usually, that's a pretty strong support area. Remember I mentioned earlier it was down like eight days in a row, and then it was down big yesterday, uh, up, 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 what, 30 today, not much. But the question, the question I'm asking you or I'm pointing out is, right now, right today, uh, yesterday, it met the 200-day moving average. And that if it finds support there, that's usually a good buy point. Looking at the S&P 500, the broader index, that is about 2% from the 200-day uh, moving average. So it's a bit above it. So that is also strong support for the broader market. Now, NASDAQ... NASDAQ hit support at a high right at January. So it came down from its high, it broke, the, it broke the previous highs, came down to those previous highs, and that's where the new support is. Remember, it's leading the way, and generally the NASDAQ does lead the way. So the question is, is it a good time to buy it? Is this the time that you start to enter the market because it's at support on a chart? And the answer is, you probably want to start putting your toes in a little bit. That's the answer. Because it does look like these things are getting near support. The from from the on an SP point of view, it has never broken the the two hundred day moving average. And right now that's at two thousand six hundred and sixty five or two thousand six hundred and sixty six. And the Nasdaq's got two thousand seven hundred and twenty three. Okay, so that's about 50 points or so down. It has not broken that. It has tested it three times this year. 
the initial fall, a retest of that bottom, and then another retest. So that is where there's strong support, 50 points down from the MASDAQ, uh, the, the S&P 500. And, you know, that is down, that is about 2%. So it's something to watch. If you're watching the technicals, something, something to watch because generally... Not always true, but generally the 200-day support, 200-day uh, moving average is strong support. So, you know, it looks like the Dow is there, the Nasdaq's two percent away from it. Hmm. So I don't know. It might be a good time to start tipping your toes if you've got a lot of cash and you need to get get that invested. I'm Steve Peasley, Justin Klein, and I work hard to inform and better educate our loyal listeners on a, on radio and podcast. We posted a simple, honest statement on the investtalk.com homepage. It says, the InvestTalk commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. And we really believe it. It's not rocket science. Common sense, reason and common sense. Reason and common sense. Doesn't, there's not. You, you take that reason and common sense and apply it. That's all I'm asking you to do. Now, when I... Maybe you don't know what is reasonable, and that's what I'm here for, to help you with that. What's reasonable? We just talked about Deutsche Bank. I think it's reasonable at this price, but I think common sense tells me to wait until it shows some strength. Apply that to all your positions. We'll help you. So we can help you make the difference. We really can. Our number is 888-99-CHART. So we'll be happy to show you some of our portfolios and how they work. In just under a month, Steve Peasley will be in San Jose for limited one-on-one -on -one portfolio review appointments. The date is July 18th, and if you haven't fine-tuned your portfolio, you may be missing all sorts of opportunities to protect and grow your money. So here's your chance to get a no-cost professional opinion, your free portfolio review. Appointments are limited. Reserve your space now at investtalk.com. Start on the InvestTalk menu link. Phone lines are open. You want to talk with Steve? He wants to hear from you. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. This is Eddie from New Jersey. I just wanted your opinion on Teva. That's T-E-V-A. Uh, I bought it at 21.57, and today it's up another 4% or so, making it 12%. I wanted to know what you think of the stock, and I wanted to know what I should do. Um, sell half and keep another half, maybe? I don't know. Thanks for the show. Bye. Okay, Tiva, Israel developer of generic specialty and over-the-counter drugs and active pharmaceutical agreements. T-E-V-A is the symbol. It's an Israeli company, but it is a big company, $24 billion. And remember, like Deutsche Bank, they have pro lots of problems, right? And this bottomed in November bottomed in November and started to come up and it bottomed right around $11 a share. I'm just rounding here, about $11 a share. The 50-day moving average back then was right around $14 a share. So the 20-day moving average is $13 or so, maybe 12 yeah, about, about that. So I would wait when we way back then, wait for some strength to come into it. There it came. And then the stock has now risen up to $23.62. It has gone sideways for the last two or three weeks. Okay, sideways. Now, is it a good value? 
Well, the current PE stands at six, but you don't want to look, that's very low, but you don't want to look at current PE. You want to look at future earnings. The earnings for this year is going to be $2.69, which is 33% lower than last year. Remember I said they had problems. Next year is going to be $2.82, so it's going to go up a little bit. So it's $2.82 with a stock that's selling at $23.62. So that's a little bit below 10, 9, 10 PE. The five-year range is 3 to 13. So it's never been a high-priced stock, never. Return equity is 17%, which is very good. Cash flow is very high at $4.92. And the, the one and they pay a 4% dividend. That's what they're saying they paid. Going forward, that might be a little different because they cut their dividend going forward. That was one of the big bugaboos about this stock when it got crushed. They cut their dividend. So, I, you know, should you get into it right now? I think if you already own it, just ride it. I don't know if you'd add to it at this point. I really don't think so. Okay, let's go to Frank in San Mateo. How you doing, Frank? How's it going? Hi, Steve. Uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I had a kind of a, a double-part question, if you'd, if you'd uh, uh, appreciate me asking it. Uh, it's about the bank. Sure. One part is mm -hmm. one part of the question revolves around the fact that uh, on at, after the market close on Thursday, uh, they're going to come out with a second round of tests, which will uh, disclose the capital adequacy of the banks to pay uh, buybacks and dividends. And so, I, uh -huh. I kind of wanted your feel about that. And and in respect to the bank itself. I am kind of looking at the Bank of America. Now, my only problem with the Bank of America is I noticed that they're paying their dividend on Friday. And and is my understanding that as of Friday, their their stock price is going to go down that amount anyway. But uh, I appreciate if you could uh, take either one of those parts of the question and and uh, whether uh, okay. I, I would be looking at the Bank of America for a buy is what I'm saying. So. Okay. Okay, let's look at Bank of America. Uh, from my information here, they went ex-dividend May 31st. They may be paying the dividend on Friday, but if you didn't own the stock on May 31st, you won't be getting the dividend. Uh, so you had to own it as of May 31st to get the dividend. Um, they, so that's when they went ex-dividend, that date. Uh, they're going to make two dollars and fifty-four cents this year. That's up thirty-nine percent from last year, dollar eighty-three, and then next year two ninety-one, up another fifteen percent. And it's a twenty-eight dollar stock, so the PE is right around nine, and the five-year range is eight to eighteen. So I, the, even though the stock has topped at thirty-two a few months ago, back in March or so. And it has rolled down because they didn't really have a correction like the rest of the market. They really didn't. Bank of America didn't. But it's now been slowly weakening from 32 down to 28 now. And it just below broke below its 200-day moving average yesterday. Now, today it's up a little bit, uh, six cents or so. But it broke below that. So are you thinking about buying it, uh, Frank? Buying Bank of America? Is that what you're worth? think about doing it yeah yeah I, I thought about uh, buying some and i i just wanted to uh, get your take because i know you guys have been looking at that capital acquisition uh, coming out and whether you think they're right. they're going to look pretty good with the results i 
I think they're going to look pretty good. I think that most banks in general are going to look pretty good because of the economic growth they've been we've been experiencing, and the banks have been making more money because the interest rates have been rising slowly. So I think the banks are going to look pretty good, um, and I do think Bank of America is a pretty good price where it is. Now I might want to suggest you wait for it to break it back above its 200-day moving average. It looks like. The 50-day, the 20-day, and the 200-day are all converging. They're going to be, the 200-day is $29.04. So the 20-day is $29.41, so like 36 cents, 37 cents. And then the 20-day is $29.82. So all those moving averages are converging. And it would be nice to wait till they break above, the stock price breaks above them to give you a, a buy signal. That's what I would gotcha. do. Uh, because I do think that they so, look strong fundamentally. Yeah, so the, the dividend being paid on Friday, that won't result in the, the stock going down. Is that what you're telling me, though? Actually, actually, no, it will. So do you know what the dividend amount in dollars and cents, how much it is? Let's say for everybody up, else. Twelve cents. Okay, so the stock is going to go down twelve cents opening that day. It would open up twelve cents down on the opening of that day when it pays it. But I don't think I don't think it should affect your decision. I'd still wait for it to break above all the moving averages. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. That's Bank of America. B A C is a symbol. Everybody, Bank of America. B A C. That should be a core holding. It's a $289 billion bank. Banks do very well in economic recoveries. They, they suffer in a recession. They, that's where they, when they banks suffer. It's already June 26th, and the 4th of July holiday is next week. I hate it being on Wednesday, though. I hate the holiday, the, the 4th of July being right in the middle of the week. It's hard to believe, though. It's coming around already. But for now, Vest Talk continues to for about 11 more minutes. I'm here and ready to take your calls. Please make your questions. Please make them. Count, you know, uh, you can call right now, 888-99-CHART. What are small cap stocks? What makes them act differently than large cap stocks? What's your question? Why not ask it now at 888-99-CHART on Invest Talk. Best Talk, stocks end the year higher when the market is risen going into summer. You'll learn more tomorrow. But now, Steve is ready and waiting for your calls. He'll have answers to your financial questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. So let's talk about oil. We haven't talked about oil in a while, and it hasn't really been in the headlines because, you know, it's been pretty calm, even though a little high, but still calm. There's, the spice are gone. And there's the, the OPEC is uh, they're meeting and they're thinking about you know the caps that they have on production, while at the same time Venezuela output output has been really tanking because of their economy and the political situation. But U.S. Shell Oil, the industry, has taken a you know taken that 
production, uh, OPEC production cap, taking advantage of it. Okay, can, you know, the U.S. oil production has really supplied all the growth in oil this year, oil demand in 2018. Okay, so they while the while, what do you remember shale oil production topped and then started to. Uh, they started to reduce it because oil prices came down so hard. Well, during that period, they drilled about 5,000 oil wells and just capped them. 5,000 of them pre-drilled oil wells for for in the uh, in the shale production area. And now, now they're reaching three milestones here this year. U.S. will produce more oil than ever before. The U.S. oil output output will exceed Saudi Arabia's. And production from the Permian Basin will triple from seven years ago to three million barrels per day. And they've been able to reduce the cost of that oil, the cost of production, to about $50 a barrel. $50 a barrel. This is going to make the U.S. independent from any other production, any other oil supplies in two to three years from now. The U.S. will be independent. In other words, we'll just be using our oils. At the same time, our use of distillates, oils distillates, is going down. Not up, going down. Because, of, you know, the new clean energy movement. So that's what's happening. So that's really positive for our economy. What this might do, it might calm down the economic cycles, because in the past, a lot of the economic cycles was pushed by the rising or spiking price, uh, price spiking prices of the oil, and the U.S. production is going to keep that spike from happening. That's how I see it. Therefore, we might even calm down our economic cycle, as long as we don't have anything stupid like we did in the last one with the financial crisis. So I'm not saying we won't have you know, a recession. It just might not be nearly as, as deep because it won't be caused by a spike in oil prices, inflation in oil prices where the Fed has to try to calm it down. So, yeah, I think it's all pretty good news. Okay? How about a quiz? Invest Talk 101, a lesson in everyday investing. Everybody knows cold, hard cash rules the market. That cash drives the market. you got to have cash to buy the stocks to make stocks go up. Nobody pays more than they have to pay for a stock. So true valuation is determined by what people actually pay for the stock. Is that not correct? Is that right? What people will pay for the stock is what it's worth. Is that true? Now, the reality is that psychology trumps logic. We need to track the emotions of the market to understand when investors are acting irrationally and mispricing assets because it happens quite often. Now, in today's market, bonds are everyone's favorite asset class as investors chase returns, hoping past performance will continue in the future and their unreasonable fear of equities. Bonds work really good when interest rates fall. So if you look back in history, you're going to see, well, the bonds have done very, very well. But that's mispricing the asset. It doesn't mean that stocks, equities are cheap, but bond risks are clearly being ignored because money's pouring into them still. You could see it. 
So you gotta be really careful. What is rational? What is a good value for things? It's hard to do that. It's hard because emotions get in the way. So, you know, being a contrarian sometimes really can save you a lot of pain. But knowing when to be that contrarian, that's, you know, that's all about psychology. So give us a call if you want to talk about it. 888-99-CHART. And that's the best talk 101, by the way. Do you have a topic you'd like to cover? Just let me know. Our phone lines are always open, ready for you. 888-99-CHART. It's already June 26th, and the 4th of July is right around the next, next week, everybody. Hard to believe, right? But for now, Best Talk continues for about, oh, a few more minutes. You're almost there. Almost there. So what do you want to talk about? I do have a, a I do want to talk about Social Security benefits. But that might be have to save that for tomorrow. 888-99-CHART. Everybody, I thank you for listening today. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for listeners to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights. 